I literally told him what we do. And he went, right, you're going to have to scrap that because it's not going to financially sustain itself. And I was like, what? Like, I can't just scrap this whole thing. Like, anyway, long story short, it's very hard to be self-sufficient with a printed publication. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Lucy Alves and CJ Newton from Gatekeeper Magazine. We delve into why, when, and how the magazine was founded, exploring how the pandemic has impacted emerging artists and early career creatives. Lucy and CJ share their visions for the future of the art world and explain how their different opinions, voices, and perspectives are integral to Gatekeeper's mission. I was drawn to sharing Gatekeeper with you because of our vision alignment. We are both exploring how to build a fairer, more expansive, inclusive, and innovative art industry. I really appreciated how transparent Lucy is with the challenges Gatekeeper has had defining its business model. On that point, she shares some excellent tips and resources and also goes into the evolving team dynamics and structure at the magazine. CJ explains the design and layout of both issues one and two, sharing his inspirations and creative ideas. The conversation is expansive, informative, and enriching, and I hope you enjoy it and pick up your copy of Gatekeeper Mag through the link in the episode description. I highly recommend you add it to your end of summer reading list. If you feel like supporting the work I do here, you can check out the Artist Bookshop or donate directly to the podcast through the link in the episode description. Hi, so I'm Lucy Alves. I am the co-founder of Gatekeeper Magazine. I also quite chaotically run Gatekeeper as well. Hi everyone, my name is CJ Newton and I'm the art director and graphic designer uh, at Gatekeeper. We're a biannual printed magazine. We're trying to also push out sort of digital presence a little bit more at the moment as well. So we focus on collating submissions around the commercial art world. So we talk to collectives, creatives, organisations who frequently kind of oppose the current elitist art world and often alternative solution. I founded Gatekeeper along with Natasha Ung in May 2020, so not long ago. I studied fine art photography at Campbell College of Arts and Natasha studied journalism, so it's actually quite a nice link. <laughs> it was incredibly helpful to have someone like Natasha who is a lot more academically focused, let's say, than me. <laughs> I sort of felt like I really wanted to create a publication at the end of my BA around the art market and targeting emerging artists because I felt like my peers during uni had no idea what they were going to do or getting into post their um, degree, which was just very common, I think, across the board. And I felt like there was also not a publication that focused purely on the art market. That was also verified by my tutors, because when I said this and I was like, there's a gap in the market, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. So Natasha was very keen and we were like, let's do this together. That's kind of the founding story. I mean, there's a lot probably more to it, which involved around me and Natasha trying to do the whole thing ourselves, not being graphic designers, and then very, very panicked during like the point where we should have been like sending it off to the printers, literally having just all of the content ready to go, the design all over the place. And that is how we met CJ. (laughs) Which I guess leads to me. Yeah, so I went to the same sort of university 
um, as Lucy, but my course was at London College of Communication and it was in design for art direction. So at the time I was, it feels like forever ago now, but I was researching into global trade as sort of like an overarching point to start off. At the beginning of my sort of final project, graduating work, and sort of very quickly delved into the art market and free trade zones and all of the sort of logistics and costs and, you know, just financial mega art world that is sort of happening in the background of, you know, contemporary artists trying to make it and get out there and all of that stuff. So yeah, my friend actually was like, oh, hey, uh, would you be interested in this? It's like a magazine focusing on the art market and and I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> Funny you say that because I've just been thinking about this today. I met Lucy for the first time ever at a pub in Elephant and Castle. And yeah, they basically was just like, we've got sort of this copy and um, like, what can we do with it? Like, how can we turn it into a magazine? And then I just sort of like jumped on and started sort of putting it together very, very quickly. One of the things that art is, is really focused on is this really ambitious goal of brainstorming the future of the art world. As I was reading issues one and two and going over your mission statement and the goals that you have outlined for your work and for the magazine, I was wondering if you could, you know, philosophically speaking, introduce us to Gatekeeper's mission. I think it's such an important discussion, an important question. And I think for me, that question is very interesting being asked at like gatekeeper as a team because I think I can probably say that both me and CJ will have different answers to what like gatekeeper's mission is and I genuinely believe that that is very refreshing as we're always questioning each other's sort of point of view and I think to keep asking questions and creating that kind of conversation it means it's not just one person dictating their view like this should be what the art world should look like because I think then we very much get into being complete hypocrites and ourselves becoming the gatekeepers. Lucy's maybe right in saying that you know how I think about gatekeeper is is different and I think that's what the whole magazine should be about I mean sort of we're you know against gatekeeping in the art world but you know gatekeeping is like a curation is a form of gatekeeping it will always exist so like how do we you know, as facilitators, create a platform that has like an equal playing field or tries to balance out the perspectives. Um, and that's sort of like what, you know, I'm, I'm quite interested in, especially from a like metamodernist viewpoint as well. And I think sort of my, my aim, this stands for Gatekeeper as well as just like generally, I think my aim is to just continually push like our integrity as researchers and designers and artists and, you know, bringing these new ideas and perspectives, as well as old ideas and things that we might agree with or disagree with, I think that's sort of really important and what we will sort of be continually pushing in the magazine. I, I just realised that we didn't actually say what either issue one or two was about. Other than it's art market based somehow, we kind of like pick a word. I mean, it's quite common around publications to pick a word, but we, we just thought, you know, it works. So we're not going to change it. So issue one was around the word transaction, very loosely based. So we looked at a lot of like initiatives and individuals who explored, not just through like selling their work, although that's very interesting and important, but they might actually have the work around money, a bit like 
CJ <laughs> who explored like free ports and free trade zones amongst various other things, which if you don't know about free ports are very interesting. It's kind of a way to dodge tax and quickly store your artwork. <laughs> We've actually got an article on that, you know, plug that. And then issue two, very different. It was kind of hard to decide. I think we chose the word and then sort of got the concept together. So we thought well, with the pandemic and everything, a word that stood out to us was indispensable. The idea of how important the arts is and, you know, without it, you know, what would we do? <laughs> so that kind of came first. And I, for me, I was like, it's way too broad. Like, how can we um, actually explore this without just feeling messy? Um, so we then sort of refined it down and decided to explore like different roles within the art market and how they're indispensable to the art market as a whole. So that is broadly speaking what issue two is about. The first sort of um, magazine, I think the content really sort of craft its identity more than the graphic design itself. I mean, I would um, we had like a lot of full spread um, images, a lot of illustrations. The first issue just let the content like dictate the design more, um, which has been different in issue two, because um, we've had like more time to work on it and um, a lot more submissions, I think. Yeah, because this, this issue is a lot, a lot thicker than the old one. So we've really um, tightened in the, the graphic language of what Gatekeep is, um, which is still like, um, still ongoing, you know, it's like a constantly unfolding thing. Next issue, it might change to something else. So we, for issue two, um, we sort of decided to go for a chromatic sort of tone, sort of just based on the need to organize and try and sort of make it easily digestible, these roles that we was covering. Because uh, the content is, although connected, um, the broad and the different areas and sort of, for me, one thing that I just love about a magazine is when each sort of article and page and image sort of flows into each other and that was quite, quite important for me. In terms of who our audience is, it's like that question you're meant to answer in your business plan, isn't it? And I like to say it's as broad as it sounds, but emerging creatives and we're quite keen to not limit the age limit on that like you can be an emerging creative at any age and you can be an art student at any age so i think although maybe some of our like social media content might appear to be targeted at just students it's it's really you know it's we're trying to keep it as broad as we can in terms of like readership to the magazine i think that we again are wanting to target emerging creatives creating something that's accessible is quite difficult in terms of like monetary uh, limitations because you know we do work really hard to create something tangible and physical we have to cover costs so we can't like give this out for free we do quite like a reduced price digital edition of the magazine and then we worked on for issue one like a free audio read through where we provide like image descriptions and like well, obviously read through the whole mag and sort of also just a talk through of it um which we found was quite nice to do and we're going to be recording issue two soon but yeah it's free to listen to on spotify and soundcloud <laughs> so again yeah in terms of accessibility it's you know 
something we are frequently thinking about and questioning ourselves on. I would love to hear your thoughts on navigating that process of creating a business plan. Yeah, of course. Like a lot of my artwork and practices around money, not necessarily like making money. (laughs) I did a lot of my work around like being as transparent as possible about how much it cost me to make. For example, making a print and drawing the exact cash it would cost to buy um, and things like that. Um, So I think that during my course, I also took on like a couple of like performance pieces where I became a businesswoman and made my own candle making business. And I sort of self-taught a lot of things that has helped me with the gatekeeper because through that journey, I was just like, I'm going to graduate and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Like I literally, I know that's a question that probably most art students have probably asked themselves. I remember like, conversation with my tutor it was nearing the end of my degree and I said I've got this idea and he just said do it and I was like I don't know um and then I did it and I'm still doing it I don't know what I'm doing if I'm completely honest I don't know how I to run a business but I'm learning every day and it would have been great to have been taught that during art school it would have been amazing but at the end of the day I'm definitely learning skills um great resources would be your local council or if you're in London your borough uh, go on their website they have amazing business resources gatekeeper have had a free business advisor for the last few months and that has taught me so much like just in terms of developing your ideas your direction along with like technical things and you know, things like, oh, you need to get someone to look at your accounts. And you're like, okay. Um, The first meeting we had with him, I literally told him what we do. And he went, right, you're gonna have to scrap that because it's not going to financially sustain itself. And I was like, what? Like, I can't just scrap this whole thing. Like, uh, anyway, long story short, it's very hard to be self-sufficient with a printed publication. And it takes years to really develop yourself to be able to sell ad spaces for ridiculous amounts of money and actually. So yeah, something we're looking into is more partnerships, like paid partnerships, because I think what we're finding is bigger arts organizations want to relate to this emerging audience because otherwise it's just not progressive and you know they have to keep up with what's going on. So it's definitely something we're looking into doing is working with bigger arts organizations and sort of helping them to connect with emerging creatives. We did a series with sad grads where we explored a lot of those things, a great account. We did like one around tax, which again, I didn't know a lot about, but just through research, you found out that if you earn, I think it's as a self-employed or freelancer, if you earn over like a thousand pounds you need to have your tax all done in forms regardless of whether you need to pay tax you just need to submit these forms which I had no idea about so definitely go and check out the, that series we did that's in like a little highlight on Instagram. No I feel like really positive about partnerships I mean we you know we're talking about all these things in the mag but then you know in theory and not applying them in practice then what's the point so for me I think the sort of that side of gatekeeper which is literally as we speak still in development is really going to like 
support and facilitate and support exactly what we're talking about. And, you know, if we can sort of partner with an organization and, you know, introduce new ideas to them and introduce our, all the people we've met and collaborated with, you know, artists and all of those things, then, then that'll be incredible for, for us and for the people who we work with and discover. You know, I think we very sort of adamant on being quite picky with the partnerships, um, not necessarily picking partners that will agree with Gatekeeper because, you know, we need to like go for the ones that don't agree, but sort of really push and actually, you know, build off what we're talking about and try and create a fairer art market and all, all of those things. I didn't mention at all the dreaded pandemic. I was just going to say that that definitely fast forwarded what we were doing because we were like, it's now or never sort of thing. We need to make this now. It's so important. You know, we're all graduating into pandemics, things like that. And obviously the arts really have taken a blow. So I just want to say there's another reason why it kind of got pushed into interaction. But in terms of introducing the rest of the team, it's obviously Natasha also does a lot of the journal and editing and things like that. Then about six, seven months ago, we realised, well, that we didn't have a lot of time for social media and it's so important especially during the pandemic when so much of our like putting ourselves out there is on social media and digitally so we put out a sort of post saying oh we need help and then we found our amazing cat she's called Katerina Lalek she basically just creates these amazing posts and she works super hard on the marketing side of things. We're producing a newsletter at the moment. She's doing great building all that. Um, and then we've got Emma Island who helps with community um, outreach on Instagram and engagement. And then Emily Wignall who helps with copy, copy editing. <laughs> As a team dynamic, I think something I've thought about recently is defining roles within Gatekeeper a little bit more I don't know like strict like a stricter role job role that is just because I feel like it's great how much we overlap and flow and bounce off each other but it also means that almost one person focused on one thing might be more constructive however you might absolutely hold me to that in a couple of weeks when I'm I've scrapped that idea I quite like coming up with new ideas to make things work better and then just ignoring them we're very much just trying to navigate like I don't I have no training or education in publication I have I probably have more of an idea of what I'm doing now but at the beginning I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and I think that's why it's quite nice in a way to be so fluid and ever-changing people we've had in the mags have been super super generous and weirdly enough I think I do have the pandemic to thank for that I honestly don't thank the pandemic for much at all but the idea of like lockdowns and having to be isolating and like more time to, for yourself. Um, I know a lot of artists and creators have struggled to make in that period of time. So having something like an interview or this collaboration with Gatekeeper has meant that probably people we, would, we wouldn't have gotten the mag previously, like if we did this pre-pandemic. People have just been so generous and I think really keen for new initiatives to get going in such like a tough period of time. So that I would like to thank everyone for, for sure. We can be found at Gatekeeper Zine, um, 
Gatekeeper magazine was taken. So uh, that was a bit of a sad moment. But yeah, at Gatekeeper Zine, and our website is gatekeepermagazine.com. Very exciting. We have a distributor. So Gatekeeper are in shops around the UK um, and some European and international shops. I cannot remember everyone off the top of my head. So it is on our Instagram and socials as well. And you can find me again at Lucy Alves, A-L-V-E-S underscore on Instagram. And also the audiobook read through, which will be coming out hopefully soon. Uh, and that's free. So yeah, it's sort of, if you want to pay, you can. If you want to just listen to for free, you can. So yeah, there's something for like for everyone. You can find me, my username is at CJ Newton. It's spelled C-J-A-Y-E uh, and then Newton. Uh, on Instagram, uh, that's all I already use. Thank you for listening to season two, episode 12 of Art Is, a podcast for artists. This week, I'd like to thank our lovely guests, Lucy and CJ, along with the entire Gatekeeper team and all of the contributing artists and authors. The magazine is so creative, unique, and inspirational, and I can't wait for issue three to come out. Remember to check out the episode description for resources and more on this episode and the rest of season one and two. Thanks so much, and see you next Wednesday.